This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is the weirdest dish your family grew up eating that you thought was totally normal? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. What are the foods that you grew up eating that you thought was totally normal, uh, but it's weird? Yeah. Isn't that like all of life is learning that like your family was weirder like than you thought? All the things you thought were normal thought actually we were normal. are not normal. And then you went to other people's house. Right. What are we why are we asking this? Well, there's a piece in BuzzFeed and it's all based on a TikTok user who posed the question and people like responded with all these crazy things. Like there was somebody who said, um, my dad straight up made peas and mayonnaise as a dinner side all the time and we loved it. Sounds nasty. Peas and may- mayonnaise? I don't know. It doesn't sound all that exciting. It doesn't sound good. Um, and it, like, there's a ton of these. Somebody's family had something called President Salad, which was cold spaghetti noodles, lettuce, leftover chicken, croutons, cheese, and French dressing. And it was called President Salad? <laughs> yeah. I one mean, wonders okay. why. Yeah. Right? Um. So that got me thinking, and there's only a couple things that I could think of, and I'm sure you have some too, and I I feel like every family does, which is why I thought this would be a perfect um, conversation topic. 651-641-1071, what's the weird thing that you didn't even realize was weird until you left the house? Um, Is there anything in your family? I mean, I can think of three things. Oh, awesome. Like Like right off the top of my head. One of them is peanut butter and pickle sandwiches, which I know is sort of like common to some people. It is? Well, yeah. I mean, some people, there are, there's probably a very small group of people that would be like, oh yeah, totally love so good, right? But I loved peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. And my daughter also eats peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. I thought it was totally normal. So that was one thing. We also had like a green jello salad that we made for special occasions that had like pineapples and cottage cheese and lime jello and walnuts and I don't even know what else. Yeah. And like it, it, I, I needed it at Thanksgiving the first time I hosted Thanksgiving and my mom made it and literally we were the only ones who ate it. And I was like, Nobody else wants Nobody it. Else wants Why? This? Why? And they don't do it. They yeah. won't, still won't eat it. I mean, it's jello salads are kind of controversial, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't like the word salad being attached to it because it's definitely well, not a salad. In the Midwest, salads are often not salads. I will throw this into the mix as just something my brother and I did, which was we would mix cottage cheese with like mm. rice dishes. So that Interesting. Yeah. And it, we thought it was good. So, yeah, I mean, why not? But let's, nobody else does that. Let's go to the phones because it yeah. looks like they are hopping. Patty's on the line. Hi, Patty. Patty, what's the weird yes. thing that your family ate that everybody else thought was weird? We grew up, my mom was Norwegian and it was called, we always called it grout. Oh, yeah. And, and it kind of just looked like a cream of wheat sort of, and you put butter and cinnamon on it. Yeah. But um, my... Uh, 
stepdad used to always just call it wallpaper paste. Ugh, it sounds delightful. It, it was, it really wasn't. It was just flour and milk or whatever. But um, yeah, people thought that was really odd. And my mom always had to have a dill pickle when she ate a piece of chocolate cake, and my brother does it too. Okay, that sounds gross. That is weird. Patty, I was with you on the first one. I don't think Rumagraut sounds weird at all, but... Oh, thank you. Yes, because I'm Norwegian. But the pickle oh, okay. with the cake, I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't need it. I think it's that sweet and sour thing. Sure. Thank you for your call, Patty. Thanks, Patty. I don't know that I could do a pickle, though. No, uh, let's go to much. Tracy. Hello, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Tracy, what's the weird thing that your family ate that you thought was normal? Well, first of all, rumagroot and... Green jello salad, I'm just dying. It's so good. Yum, yum, yum. Okay. My grandma used to make just giant platters full of homemade cake donuts that were like deep fried and golden and delicious. Yum. But we never frosted them. We always ate them with yellow mustard. And it was so good. Okay. Stripe a yellow mustard on a slightly sweet golden toasty fried donut. Why would you do such a thing? Do you know where that came from? It's delicious. I don't know where it came from. My grandpa did it, and we always all did it. It was a huge treat because it's like kind of like pronto pop a little bit. So it's a minus the hot dog, sweet, but not like grocery store sweet donut yeah. with a crispy golden crust and that little bit of tangy mustard with it. Oh my goodness, we'd eat them by the platter. They were so good. Oh my that gosh, is so that, random. I did not see that coming, Tracy. Thank you for your call. Thanks, I mean, I'm thinking donuts. That sounds great. And then when she threw mustard in the mix, I was like, yeah, no thanks. I mean, sure, I would try that, but I just feel like I'd rather dip it in something sweet. Right? Uh, let's go to Carla. Hello, Carla. Carla, what was the weird thing that your family ate that you thought was perfectly normal? Wow, mine mine sounds normal after that, but <laughs> uh, doo-doo on a shingle and toad in the hole. <laughs> And everybody has, like, I feel like their own version. What was your family's doo-doo on a shingle? <laughs> I love that you call it I do, too. It's uh, cream chip beef in a white cream sauce, and then mm-hmm. you throw your toast or your bread in the toaster, and it's just uh, pour it over your toast. Yeah. Okay, and That's the a other classic, one, I feel like. The other one you said was toad in a hole? Toad in a hole. Now, is, that- is your toad in a hole like my toad in a hole, where you cut a hole in the piece of bread and stick an egg in the middle? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, that actually sounds good. But I think there's an actual toad in the hole that is not like that, but I think that's Midwestern oh. toad in a hole. Yeah, no, there's not are. an okay, actual, I you put a toad in a hole. That's what I thought you were trying to say when you said I'm actual saying, toad I think in a there's, hole. There's like a legitimate toad in the hole recipe, but yeah. this is sort of a Midwestern thing, I think. Carla. Yeah, there's, there's a different one. Thank yeah. you for your Thanks, call, Carla. Carla. All right, let's go to Crystal. Crystal's on the line. Crystal, you'll have the final word. What was the weird thing your family ate growing up that you thought was perfectly normal? Okay, for dinner, my mom would just brown hamburger and put it on a plate. And we would have that <laughs> just with a side, like a potato. Okay. So your mom was, re- <laughs> was, was a busy gal, I bet. Yes, and then we would have hot Jello. So we would, she would dissolve Jello in the hot water and put it in mugs, and we would drink it hot. Oh my goodness! That is Crystal. one I've never heard of. Like sweet or just plain or what? Oh no, hot like cherry or whatever. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, question in general: Was it that your mom did she not like to cook or what? What? Why? Oh, I mean, that was <laughs> that was pretty fancy when we had that. Yeah, she did not cook. That is so fascinating. I wonder if there was like a ladies' home journal that had like, hey, here's a tip for Jello. Just warm it up and serve it in a mug. (laughs) 
bizarre. And if it was fancy, we'd have a little grated cheese on our ground beef. Oh, so, well, that was a good day. That, that was fancy. on the good day. Thank you, Crystal, for your call. Just ground beef and a side. Mm, my you God. know, why the heck not? When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need to catch up with Benefer because even if we weren't catching up with them all weekend, they were out doing stuff. We'll talk about yep. it after this on My Talk 1071. Well, we can't stop talking about Benefer. Not because we don't want to. I don't even know how to finish that. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Well, hello. What's the latest and greatest with that, the, that kooky couple? Okay, so I rolled my eyes through most of this story I'm going to tell you about, which deals with an astrologer's reasoning as, reasoning as to why they, that is Benefer, were always meant to get back together. That is until there was one part which I found particularly interesting. And now I would like to just share that with you uh, from Women's Health. Um, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck would always get together per astrology. Now a professional astrologer determines whether they'll last uh, a lifetime. And so um, if uh, if I were to tell you this story, it would be very predictable. You know, they have so much in common, says this astrologer. They're sure. both Leos. Mm-hmm. It's easy to see why they're attracted to each other. Um, it says that, oh, let's see, what else can I give you? This you're, Again, you're like, oh, okay, whatever. It was never an issue of them being incompatible. Um, Jennifer and Ben are loyal to the core. They just have to find a way to work together. What with the PDA, the trips to Montana, and J-Lo's plan to move to L.A. to be closer to Ben, it seems like they're off to a good start. But that's not necessarily a sign they'll last the long term. Um, I have some other things that I want to share, but I want to tell you first that when I first read this story, I, I, I looked at this only because... Do you remember we used to have a psychic friend here on the show? We did. Maria Shaw Lawson. And I wondered if this was her because, remember, she has talked to, I think, page six. Yep. Um, and this is not Maria Shaw okay. Lawson, but that that's the sort Makes of... Makes me trust it less, I'm just saying. Yeah. they. Um, I'm trying to find the, the little thing now, so I need you to give me a moment... The, and, oh, the thing that made you really roll your eyes? Yeah, because it goes okay. on and it talks about J- Jennifer's Saturn opposes Ben's moon. Oh, <laughs> what? All right. I mean, okay. I actually also oppose Ben's moon, for the record. <laughs> I like find a lot. if it's full. Uh, I don't really, I don't want any part of his moon, frankly. Uh, I feel like we've seen the waxing and the waning. <laughs> Jennifer's Saturn opposes Ben's moon. Saturn is the planet of stability. And its influence shows a strong foundation for their relationship. Mm. All right. By the way, the astrologer, uh, the intuitive astrologer is named Rachel Lang. Um, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know who it is either. Um, then it goes on. But the thing that like gave me pause was, uh, was in this particular story, she talks about the media attention. Considering Jen and Ben are so much alike, it's likely they butted heads in the early 2000s. And all that media attention couldn't have helped either. Um, years after their split, both exes have blamed their breakup on the tabloids for invading their privacy. Um, but here was the thing that I was like, oh. but now... With mm. social media allowing celebrities to take control of their public image and decide how much access fans have to them, 
their rekindled relationship might work out. So implying that the media won't be the downfall of them this time. Right, because now they can control the narrative. Yeah, but that um, that's like oddly true, but also like oddly insightful, but also not rooted in anything that they would recognize. Right. Right. Because I like we say this is a publicationship. Right? A thousand like, percent. This is two people who are at a moment in their careers that whatever is actually going on behind the scenes have realized there is pay dirt mm-hmm. in them, their hills. Yeah. When it comes to talking about you know, their relationship in the media. It Mm -hmm. benefits both their careers. It benefits her career, obviously, because what did we do for most of uh, the first part of this year as we talked about the end of her her and relationship? Well, and, you know, and again, this will not be the first or the last time we point out the irony of the fact that they both blame the media as being what broke them up in the first place. And then if you watch how savvy they are at playing the media now, it is so obvious. Yeah. That now they're they're hinging their entire relationship on how the media covers it. So they can't really use that as an excuse this no. time. Although you've got to believe that they will try, not because it really is the undoing of their relationship, because the media environment is not the same as it was 17 years ago. Right. It's a totally different environment. And to this astrologer's point, it's very much their controlling of the narrative. But that doesn't mean or preclude them from using it as an excuse should they decide to go their separate ways. And I think it's totally plausible that the excuse we're going to hear at some point when they do go their other ways is like, they just need to focus on their families right now and their careers. And, you know, this was far too quick, too fast or too. Or like both of them jumped from other relationships back into this relationship and they really need to take some time and focus on themselves and their families. And yeah. And the children. What about the the children? children? I just thought it was interesting that here, this astrologer is like telling truth without probably intentionally actually telling truth because, she recognizes that social media allows them to take control of their public image. Yes, that's why yeah. we're paying attention to Thank them because you. they have decided that we, you know, looking backward are like, hey, what do we miss? Right. These hey, two, they should get back together. I saw something that I wanted to share with you that I forgot about, but that this sort of the story and the way that you're telling it made me think about this. There was a uh, headline in the Daily Mail. So remember, we've talked about the kids and how Ben Affleck's kids, because of Jennifer Garner, probably won't be publicly out and about with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, right? she's been very careful to only... I mean, they were when when Ana de Armas was around, yeah. but there was this... this uh, there's been a blind spot thus far mm-hmm. when it comes to Ben and Jennifer with the kids. Right. Well, there was a headline in the Daily Mail over the weekend that made it look as though Jennifer Lopez had just been with Ben and his kids because there was a picture of her leaving Ben's house in which she was, quote, smirking. And then shortly after, Ben took one of his kids to swimming lessons. Mm. And so they packaged it in such a way that it was like Jennifer Lopez smirks while leaving Ben Affleck's house. And then Ben Affleck takes his child to swimming lessons which try attempts to make it look like they were all hanging out together, lest oh, sure. people be asking questions about how she and his kids are getting along. Mm-hmm. And I just, I forgot about it. It was like a non-thing until you started to talk about this whole storyline. And I thought, oh, the kids. And not just uh, the kids and Jennifer Lopez, but where's Jennifer Garner and Jennifer Lopez? Like, when is that happening? Well, yes. And that probably we should be expecting that any minute. And they're all just going to be one happy 
blended family at somebody's event. It'll be like at a swimming event, right? And that's they why do she that needed kind of to get back with her man because Jennifer Garner didn't want to, she didn't want to look like a third wheel. And right. Alex Rodriguez is going to have to get back with Lindsay Shookus or not back with, but which is Ben Affleck's ex girlfriend. Oh my god, that would be hilarious! Just, and then Anna DeArmas will show up and. <laughs> Who's she going to date? I don't know, but she needs to date somebody that's connected with this mess. It's so Brad bizarre. Pitt? Anyone? Matt Damon, but he's married. Oh, yeah. But well, who cares? But ah! who cares? Reality be damned. Can I read to you this new headline just for funsies? Because we're just talking about the intersections of all of them. Jennifer Lopez has a new neighbor. Ex-Alex Rodriguez rents a $5 million mansion one mile from her $10 million home in the Hamptons. <laughs> Oh, a mile, a mile away. Poor Alex Rodriguez. I would not call that a neighbor. Although yeah. in mansion land, I think it probably is. Yeah, it's probably to property line to property line. But here we are. Must be rough. She did say she was going to be spending a fair amount of time in, in the Hamptons, even though she relocated to L.A., even though she'd already owned property in L.A. You guys, they can't make like this nobody's up. paying attention. We We're are paying attention. We are paying so attention. You don't have to. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots after this on my talk 1071. You did me wrong because I let you. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Well, hello there. Hello. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida. Like Texas. Oh, okay. We're we're in Texas. Um, I believe we are in. I don't know. Oh, Lake Waco in McLennan County, Texas. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you a bunch of stuff that is bad. Okay. Okay. That's it's good. bad. You don't want to do it. It's bad. Mm-hmm. But also, it's kind of garden variety, crazy, stupid idiot. Okay. This one revolves around somebody who is driving while intoxicated. Um. He was uh, out driving around earlier this month when he cut off some local game wardens who were patrolling the area. Uh, And then he started to drive on the wrong side of the road. So the wardens pulled him over because they were like, that guy appears to be under the influence. Yeah. And so when they approached the truck, the driver was like, I don't understand. What are you talking about? Well, hold on a second. Let me turn down my music. And then he went to turn down his radio in his car but he realized that he only had one available hand and so he was struggling with this because he was intoxicated okay and so he looked at the wardens and he was like can you just hold on to this really quick while i turned on the radio okay and it was what he handed the wardens that Mm. renders him a crazy stupid idiot his wiener i would like to I would like to talk about that more, but that's not what it was. Oh, okay. Uh, piece of fudge. No, his beer. Oh, he was like, literally oh, hold, hold my, my beer. beer. Uh, they, of course, suspected that he was drunk. So they asked him to do a sobriety test and he failed the test 
almost immediately was handed over to the police and arrested. Oh, well, that's that's probably a good thing. It is a good thing. Get him off the road. But also don't maybe hand your beer over to the authorities. No. Drink that sucker quick. Throw the bottle out the window before you stop your vehicle. Chug, 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 chug. (laughs) That is what we call crazy, stupid idiot advice. That is not advice that anybody should take. But if you're a crazy, stupid idiot, you would have done better to take that advice. True. Mm. That was in Lake Waco. Lake Waco. Never been to Lake Waco. You know that Waco is the home of? Uh, The Branch Davidian. Also Dr. Pepper. I was thinking more about Dr. Pepper. I was like. Just yeah. watched a whole like, show about this. David Koresh. It was yeah, I mean, also, Waco. David Koresh and turns out Dr. Pepper. Really? Yeah. I actually didn't know that about Dr. Pepper. Allegedly, uh, Dr. Pepper uh, lived in Waco and he was like walking around and there was like a field and there was like this like puddle of like dark ooze gurgling out of the ground and he tasted it and he was like mm, that's and then good. he moved to Beverly Hills <laughs> and then yeah. uh, he bottled it and uh, Dr. Pepper. That's completely uh, not real, by the way. Thank but that's you. the dumb story that, like, little. Um, that's famous tourist, in Waco. I don't even know that it's famous, but I remember a map of Waco having this, like, dumb story about Dr. Pepper on it. But it is the home of Dr. Pepper. Okay, good yeah. to know. Yeah. Okay, so from Lake Waco all the way to the United Kingdom. Ooh, we're going across the pond. <laughs> I need to tell you about Paula Smith. Hello, I'm Paula Smith. I'm 50 years old, and I am really uh, an interesting person. Okay, so I tell you she's an interesting person because she believes, in fact, that, uh, like you, Colleen, uh, that aliens have visited us us before. I think she sounds brilliant. Big deal. Big deal. That's garden variety. A lot of people believe aliens exist on planet Earth. it's it's a particular belief about aliens and actually one alien in particular that has earned 50-year-old Paula Smith crazy stupidity at status. She believes that E.T. is her boyfriend. In fact, she does. Are you dead serious? Yes. In I mean, fact, I, d- I don't blame her. I did. Are you serious? I thought I was joking. Uh, 50, I don't blame her. 50-year-old Paula Smith claims uh, not only uh, is she dating an alien... Um, but that they're better than British men. She says okay. uh, that she has fallen in love for an alien after being abducted by a UFO. Mm-hmm. And Colleen, I feel like this is your like right at my dream alley. story, right? I mean, I don't want to fall in love with the alien, you but just I just want to be abducted. Want to get on that ship Spend and see what there night, is to see. One night only. She reckons that she was taken from her bedroom this month. Oh, wow. She claimed her first encounter was when she was a little girl, but it wasn't as sketchy as the one she recently had. She did talk about how she had bruises after meeting the aliens. Um, and <laughs> that happens sometimes um, when they, you know, when they probe you, uh, you know, they have to hold you down. So. Um, <laughs> nothing. Okay. I tried so I mean, hard. <laughs> um, and I don't know why I said she's in her fifties as she's actually, uh, in her thirties. Anyway, she says that her ET, uh, is her soulmate, her ET paramour, her, her, her boyfriend. Um, and he's better than any earthling. And though she's still waiting for a second date, um, she just wants him to n- know or 
it. I don't I don't know um, that she's willing to travel to the Andromeda galaxy, which I think is where he's from. Me. Here's what she said. Quote, I'm sick of men from Earth. I joked online about wanting an alien to abduct me. I then started dreaming every night of a white light. One night, a voice in my dream said, wait in the usual spot. The next, I mean, the next evening. <laughs> What's the point? Sorry, go on. The next evening, I sat to uh, next to my open window. As I drifted to sleep, a flying saucer appeared outside, and there was a bright green beam which transported me to the UFO. She says that uh, there were five aliens, mm. uh, which had a human build, but they were very tall and slender. Uh, there was one in particular who f- connected. She connected with him, you know. Uh, she was like, oh, uh, I kind of like uh, this guy over here. And uh, she consented to go with them, um, but didn't want to uh, say yes in case they took her forever. Uh, she was then returned safely to her home in Canary Wharf, which is about uh, uh, somewhere near East London, after about 20 minutes. And uh, she hopes one day to go back and hang out with her BF. This just sounds like a lovely please, evening. Please also look at the photo mm-hmm. of our dear alien girlfriend. Oh, her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. I mean, she's beautiful, but she kind of looks uh, like she's she's waiting for her waiting alien for boyfriend. an alien. <laughs> but she's ready Hi, to go. I to want the... my alien boyfriend, please. She's ready to Earth go to the Andromeda galaxy. Yeah. For him. Yeah. She's ready to travel. I don't know why she didn't just say she wanted to stay with him right then. Well, you know, she wanted to give her family a heads up and, okay. you know, probably wanted to pack up her stuff, make sure her cat was taken care of. The so wait a minute. That she has. All I have to do is say that I want to be abducted. I'd be careful, though. Yeah. If you will, that in being, you got to follow through with the way. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, if they show up, what are you going to do? Say I was kidding. Ah, JK Lol. <laughs> Let's, what do you got? Let's finish this up in Florida. Florida. We're going to go to a Starbucks. Oh, man. I would love a Starbucks right now. We could go for a Starbucks. Well, 38-year-old Omar Wright was at the Starbucks drive through in Miami Gardens, Florida last week. And uh, he wanted some cream cheese. Now, I don't know because I've never asked for cream cheese at the Starbucks. Is okay. that something they have on hand? Yeah, because they got they bagels. They must because they have bagels. I, I would imagine. Well, apparently, maybe they were out, uh, or maybe he'd already gotten his allotted cream cheese. Either way, they were not able to grant that request for more cream cheese. (laughs) So he naturally did what somebody would do if they wanted cream cheese and they weren't able to get it. He pulled out a gun. Oh, that's not a good idea. Nope. And he started to wave it around. Now, here's what is like, here's what is lucky about the situation. The girl who was working the drive through that day happened to be the daughter of the town's police chief. So she called her father mm. while one of the other workers got his license plate. Uh, and uh, when he was on his way, cops were able to catch up with him pretty quickly. Now, he said that didn't happen like that. That's not what happened at all. And they were like, hey, FYI, bud. Um, we have security video, so we've got the whole thing. We've got you waving the we gun around you. and being upset. Well, on Saturday, he posted a uh, bond, and as he was walking out of jail, a reporter asked him to comment, and he said, always go to Dunkin' Donuts. Never go to Starbucks. And that is his parting wisdom. 
So less like, why are you even going to Starbucks in the first place? Yes. Yeah. So uh, he still does not have cream cheese. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's time to play a little game. That game is called the throwback. What? We will play that after this on my talk one Oh seven one.